0: We'll
1: bring you action and satisfaction We're the GIFMAR Let's see it mo- We go where we want to Do what we like to do We don't want have time to get restless There's always something new
0: Okay, our buddy Tom is the DJ Sup, Tom And Tom. he's going to play my theme song What? what? Watch this
2: earbuds and earworms i'm amy i don't know some tv <laughs> nickname <laughs> shepherd and you are
3: i'm mitchell also forgot to think of a good nickname before we began recording so
2: we're a great radio show Yeah, i think so too we got this down um so <laughs> i think we're just gonna jump right on into this because Let's go for it this was your theme and i believe you suggested it a while ago and it kind of got like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back mm-hmm. and then you're like hey
3: yeah, let's do TV themes, TV and movie themes. Yes. And uh we knew that our our listeners could kind of extrapolate from that, but uh I've just always had a fascination with like TV theme songs and that sort of thing. Um especially like the old TGIF stuff. Oh, um, I
2: forgot about the TGI. Oh, yeah, I those are perfect. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you
3: know, music and TV is and movies is pretty important. Uh, anybody who is, like, really into that sort of culture will be able to tell you, you know, the score for a, a film is always super important to the mood of the movie. And th- TV theme songs kind of set the mood for the show and kind of introduce you to the themes of the show and, and prepare you for the tone of the show. And so uh, I find that really fascinating, and a lot of those theme songs are really catchy, so...
2: Okay, so Lil Red Bandwagon, our sister show, mm-hmm. Christy was the founder of that show, right. and she loves, loves, loves TV-like themes. Yeah, like, I mean, they're so just always much. so perfect,
3: and uh, they're very important, you know? There's a lot of a lot of TV uh, shows now that forego a theme song, and that's cool. Do but, they really, though? Yeah, there's there's several. I'm trying to remember some of the ones that, that don't use a traditional theme song anymore, but a lot of them just cold open and then they'll have like some uh trademark sound effects and and sort of <laughs> interstitial music but for the most part no theme songs.
2: And it's not like CSI where they always had the who doing right, some song. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, I know you didn't bring CSI. What did you bring?
3: <laughs> I brought the theme song from the show Perfect Strangers.
2: Sometimes the world looks perfect.
1: Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you're Some kind of change
3: So, yeah, like I said, I have a huge affinity for, like, the late 80s, early 90s TV themes. It's tough to choose just one. Um, all of the old TGIF themes, like Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, and uh, this one, Perfect Strangers, they were all written by the same guy, uh, this guy Jesse Frederick.
2: Is that why you get the ting, ting,
3: ting? Yeah, ting, I guess it's just ting, he, he kind of has this mood in all of the songs. It's just sort of perfect. Yeah. Uh, and I've been kind of overusing the word anthemic for the last few podcasts, but it's really one of my favorite favorite adjectives for things like this. It's like really triumphant sounding and kind of makes you feel like you have the power to overcome all the obstacles in your life. And the lyrics of the song are literally about just that. You know, sometimes <laughs> things look perfect and sometimes you feel like you need to change. But no matter what the odds are, nothing can stand in your way. You're standing tall on the wings of your dreams.
2: I just, first of all, I've never seen Perfect Strangers. Oh, it's so good. And I just watched the intro to it. Right, yeah. And I have so many questions.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so so I think it was late 80s, early 90s. Uh, in fact, uh, I think that Family Matters may have been a spinoff from Perfect Strangers. I think at some point late in Perfect Strangers, Harriet, mm-hmm. uh, the wife in Family Matters, she shows up as a maid or something, and then they were going to do a spinoff about her and her family, and then whenever Steve Urkel comes along, he became the star of that show. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we come up with Family Matters and Steve Urkel.
2: Wow. Okay. Now I'm just thinking about all the spin-offs that they had in like the eighties and nineties. Oh, yeah. There were a ton of those. And before then, like Happy Days had was it Joni Los, Joanie Los Chachi? Chachi. Yep. And oh wow. Oh my gosh! I feel like this is such a deep subject that I don't know. Yeah, much whenever about. you hit, whenever
3: you get one good hit, they always want to try to go off from there. You know, they they hit big with Breaking Bad, and then uh, Vince Gilligan decided to do Better Call Saul.
2: Yeah, there hasn't been a Gilmore Girls like like one. That's yeah, sad. Sad. I think
3: we should do that though Because yeah. Gilmore Girls is my jam it's,
2: it's so good Wait, you love Gilmore I, Girls? Of course I, I do I had no idea you love Gilmore yeah, Girls Yeah, are you
3: familiar? There's a podcast called Gilmore Guys And it's no? two, two dudes talking about how much they love Gilmore Girls Are you Girls. on that show? I'm not, but I would love to be on that show Oh my show. god,
2: I gotta listen to that show Um, I did not choose Gilmore Girls yeah. for mine I chose a song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend called Settle For Me
0: I know I'm second place in this game but like 2% milk or seitan beef I almost taste the same so won't you settle for me come on and settle for me say yes or no before I choke on all this swallowed pride I have no problem being picked out from the bottom if he's your broken condom I'm plan B so lower those expectations and settle for me. Am I okay with this? Totally. Oh, sweet account. Settle for me. Baby cakes, just settle for me. Shmoopy pie, I'm begging you, please. Can't you see the light? Sugar jugs, I'm so bereft.
2: Demeaning terms are all that I have I just started watching the show, so I was trying to make sure that I covered like only the songs that I know. I was like sure. being very careful. I was like, I don't want to ruin any pop plot points. I really, I was waffling between this other song that's called "I Have Friends." I definitely have friends, <laughs> which I was singing all day today. But this one is more of a well thought out song. It's big band era. Um, you know those two dancing people. Um, <sighs> Uh, You know, those two people who danced in black and white, Ginger and somebody. Uh, Don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know them either, apparently, but there's a lot of great little funny things in there. Um, The Satan beef gets a shout out. Yeah, for sure.
3: (laughs) I I love some Satan.
2: Some Satan. I really like it too, especially the jerky, Mm -hmm. even though it's not quite meat, but it still tastes really good. There's the line that's, um, lower those expectations and settle for me.
3: Yeah, I've I've thought about that a few times in my life.
2: And I think it was very self-reflective in the fact that, you know, it was like... It was kind of, of like, disgustingly gross with, like, the nicknames and the cutesy pie references and how, like, hitting on or trying to, like, say, hey, you should just settle for me is kind of, like, inherently sexist. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and they were very, they're very upfront in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend about how, like, sexist dating is in the first place and kind of, like, how calling someone a crazy ex-girlfriend is really sexist. Definitely so. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah, I've always thought about that in relation to this show.
2: But it's a fun song, especially when you watch it. Now I've only watched part of season one. Yeah, and I really want everyone to watch it. I don't know what happens in season two, three, or four, but I plan on knowing by the end of the weekend.
3: Yeah, I think this is a perfect a perfect, uh, a perfect uh, submission for for this week. I wouldn't have really thought about the musical TV shows that come on, but there's a bunch, you know, like Gallivant and. Uh, Glee and some of those other shows Mm -hmm. have some unique music. I think this one is one of the few, I guess, Gallivant also has its own original music, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for the show. And uh, I've watched the show a few times. It's never hooked me to where I want to just keep watching it. But Rachel Bloom is an incredible singer. She has a history in uh, musical theater, I believe, and, uh, the sh- the music on the show every you know my friends have played me the music for the show a bunch and it's always incredible.
2: So had you heard settle me for me before? I had
3: not heard for the- heard this one before, but uh, it is also very catchy. My favorite from Crazy Ex Girlfriend is called Oh My God I Think I Like You. Uh, I believe there's a line that says it's like D Day and My Lady Parts, which I think is a very funny. Uh, line to have in your song. Yes. And tons of other really great stuff. But yeah, in doing research for this, I found out that the musical director for the show is a guy named Adam Schlesinger. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, he, he was in uh, that band Fountains of Wayne. That wow. had that song. Stacy's mom has got so, it
2: going on. He's cracked like the poppy, catchy. Oh yes,
3: absolutely. Wow. He he also is in uh, the, a super group called Tinted Windows with James Eha from the Smashing Pumpkins, Taylor Hanson from Hanson, and Bunny Carlos, the drummer for Cheap Trick.
2: I feel like I just actually chose like a really perfect song. Now. Yeah, you really <laughs> did.
3: This guy he wrote the uh, the titular track for that thing you do that Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> He wrote that song. He wrote uh, the music for the musical version of Cry Baby, that John Waters movie with Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Um, He's working on a musical... With Sarah Silverman, called Bedwetter, based on her book called Bedwetter. Have you read the book? I've not read the book.
2: I wish I still had the book to lend you. It's I'm, a great I will book. find it. It's I'm sure great. it's
3: hilarious. It's great. Um. So yeah, this guy definitely knows his stuff. So it's no wonder why all the music on this is super catchy and super well written.
2: Wow, I chose like something from like a dynasty of music.
3: All right, you nailed it. Really?
2: Yay! I nailed it. Yay! I accidentally fell into it. <laughs> Not that, that seems to be
3: <laughs> every week. You're just like, ah, stumbled upon this song. It's good one, right? and right. Like, yes, it's a very good one, except for Night Nurse, which will. It's this amazing. will be the last time we bring that one up. Let's just hope the world forgets about no, Night Nurse.
2: Let's just face it; it's going to come up every single show. He gads! <laughs> now, the Ear Buddies came with a bunch of selections, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know a ton of TV, so this was all delightful to me. Brian brought. The Passions theme song.
1: Would hold the hand of the one who could lead the places and kiss the lips of the one who could sing so sweet. And I would fly.
2: intense soap opera song there's i'm really worried about the domestic partner of the lady singing
3: because she's
2: she's hanging a lot on yeah she's
3: putting a lot on this guy
2: and he's having a or he or she is having Mm -hmm. to do a lot i mean i think this was from the 80s so we're probably guessing they're doing like gender normative like heteronormative i don't know we can i don't know but either way that person that partner gotta be stressed out
3: Yeah, there's some relationship dynamics that they should probably discuss, I think.
2: Yeah. You are my passion for life. That is really...
3: Yeah, you need to have some hobbies, maybe. Yeah. Uh, You know, something that means something to you. Yeah, Um,
2: maybe not just obsess over the one person. Right. Ooh.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's a pretty chill and chipper song for a soap opera theme, actually. Uh, I'm used to the more dramatic soap opera stuff. My mom used to watch Young and the Restless. And that one has a really like foreboding and and sort of dour theme song. Uh, with this one, I almost feel like I'm at a coffee shop or a bookstore or something. And the lyrics are kind of sweet and optimistic, except for the weirdness <laughs> that you just kind of brought up, which the is very dependency. true. Yeah, very very thick codependency. <laughs> yes. Um, but I suppose it kind of sets you up for a turn whenever it gets more dramatic. When, so
2: Whenever something happens on the show.
3: Right, yeah. It like, sets you up to be happy, and then whenever something crazy and, and dramatic happens, it, it makes it a little bit more effective to the audience. So. Yeah,
2: it's like, dun-dun-dun. But I think that's a different theme song. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt S. brings, this one's magical, the NES version of the Airwolf TV theme. <laughs> wolf theme and i prefer the <laughs> nes version so you get that is what he i'm said. so
3: glad we did
2: <laughs> um i've never seen this show i did not know that there was an action show based around a helicopter mm-hmm. and i guess it's called Airwolf. yep i'm gonna assume i have never heard of the show never played the game but i've never wanted to play an nes game more oh, in for my sure. life it's
1: triumphant sounding. Uh,
2: i almost can imagine the like the 8-bit piano mm-hmm. being played and then i'm pretty sure that's an eight-bit flute oh yeah it's all end. like
3: eight-bit yeah. weird sense
2: it's it's magical it is it encapsulates whatever airwolf was but then turns it into the nes
3: yeah i love it it's perfect it's- uh i've also never seen airwolf and the only thing that i know about it other than the helicopter thing is that it starred ernest borgnine And the only thing I know about Ernest Borgnine is that he was an Airwolf, so it's kind of a cycle there.
2: Was he not in SpongeBob SquarePants?
3: He, did he do the voice of uh, Mermaid Man? Mermaid Mermaid Man, Man. yeah. (laughs) Yay! I wouldn't have remembered that unless she said something, but that's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the show is about a, a helicopter crew going on these missions. Uh, so the music's definitely really serious and dramatic and has a flair for adventure. Simply. Um, you know, the actual TV version of this also rules, but I'm, I have a huge affinity for the NES and video game theme music. In fact, I think we probably have enough uh, contributing listeners. We could probably have an episode on chiptune. Are you familiar with chiptune music?
2: I'm assuming it's like that 8-bit thing. Yeah, all
3: 8-bit music, like 8-bit and 16-bit. Uh, there's a guy named Disaster that does... Um, he he includes some real instrumentation too, but there's tons and tons of bands that do this sort of thing. <sighs> and they do it incredibly well.
2: It just makes me think of how the cards open up and then you have like the little tune and then you close right, it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's so, a chip. Uh, it's so listeners a chip. send
3: us send us a bunch of emails with NES themes and then maybe we can talk Amy into doing an episode about it.
2: I don't think it'd be hard to talk me I don't think so <laughs>
3: either. It's it's amazing.
2: Brandon brings Bell and Sebastian's Like Dylan in the movies. You're easy listening listen and settle down on the pillow top. When they've all gone home, you can
1: concentrate on the one you love. You can concentrate, hey, now they've gone. But if they follow you, don't look back. Right. They follow you It's not your money That they're after
2: This is a play on the theme, mm-hmm. unless this is part of a theme song that I don't know about. I don't
3: think it is. I think it's just the, uh, it's TV themed rather yeah. than a TV theme.
2: So it makes me think, did Dylan not look back in which movies? Is it Bob Dylan? And there's just a lot of questions. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. It's a very sweet song about moving forward and kind of being okay with you and not like obsessing over the past. At least that's what I got from it. And there's some, like, Bells at the end. And I don't know if Bell and Sebastian decide to do that because it's Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> They're just super charming.
3: Yeah, so the, the titular line in this one is, don't look back like Dylan in the movies. And it refers to a Bob Dylan documentary called Don't Look Back.
2: I learned something.
3: Right. <laughs> so uh, despite that being the only, like, real connection to movies, the song itself kind of has a classic feel that fits in well would fit in well for like a tv theme or like music over a montage and like an indie movie somewhere you know
2: i can almost see it two hipsters (laughs) they met at a coffee shop yes they did with a coffee shop owner obsessed with dylan yep and then nailed it (laughs) yeah
3: we we, uh we're gonna write this out send it to hollywood don't steal it right So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've listened to Belle and Sebastian, and this definitely made me super nostalgic. Um, the bass line and the vocal melody and the verses are kind of hopeful sounding, but then the chorus and the lyrics betray something a bit more pensive, uh, a little bit more uncertain and kind of paranoid sounding. Um, like a lot of Belle and Sebastian songs, the vocal harmonies are just perfect, uh, and they give me goosebumps for sure. I love great vocal harmonies, and like the end of the chorus has this really awesome harmony that just... It catches me. So. You're a
2: sucker for the harmonies, I really man. am. This, this
3: record definitely going on rotation later.
2: <laughs> I I need to explore them more. The thing is, is like I have I know Belle and Sebastian are really important. And I was hanging out with my friend, Jan, the other day, and Belle and Sebastian came on. She's like, oh my God, it's Belle and Sebastian. And I was like, I really need to listen so I can tell when a Belle and Sebastian song comes on. Because yep. I know that I like their music. I just don't know which songs are theirs. Because I, I like to stay on brand with not knowing much about music. Right, that's okay. <laughs> now will he submitted sparta's taking back control from the 2007 film the invisible This is from the 2000s. The aughts, I guess, is what we're calling them. Sure. That's kind of the time of whenever emo became (laughs) poppy and like more popular. And then, you know, I kind of blew off my chemical romance during this time because I thought they were just like another knockoff emo band. Mm -hmm. Now, this one, I don't, it's kind of the proggy emo sound. And then I looked up the movie The Invisible. And I feel like it's knocking off Armor for Sleep's album about, like, the dead kid haunting his ex-girlfriend.
3: I don't think I ever listened to that record. I've heard a couple Armor for Sleep records.
2: I've only heard that one.
3: I'll have to look around. Uh, You know, I I don't listen to very many lyrics, so.
2: (laughs) Well, it's really the whole thing is about this guy, like, kills himself and then he haunts his his girlfriend and is upset that everyone moves on from Mm. him. And so when I read about the movie, I was like, this guy's kind of haunting people. I think yeah. that's about as far as I got on that one.
3: Yeah. I've, I've also never seen this movie either, but uh, I'm I'm also kind of curious about what it's all about from what you've described.
2: Yeah. I mean, it seems very interesting. I want to uh, it's like now he doesn't kill himself in this movie. I'm just going to tell you the trailer okay. says he doesn't kill himself.
3: OK, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sparta, they came from the ashes of at the drive in who I'm sure you've heard, right?
2: yes yeah so uh <laughs> i'm sorry
3: <laughs> i know crazy huh i'm
2: like sparta rose from the
3: ashes <laughs> <laughs> right yeah No. nope not the real sparta unfortunately <laughs> no no
2: it didn't um but the
3: yeah the uh, at the drive-in they broke up and the singer and one of the guitar players made the mars volta
2: which is a very dudeish, like hardcore-ish like er, i don't know how the how to mars describe. volta the mars volta is super intense
3: i mean they're definitely an intense band they're not like growly heavy or whatever but they're very progressive lots of weird time signatures and
2: the music itself is like the rah 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 but it's not the vocals does that make sense sure okay um
3: (laughs) yeah and some of their stuff's a little heavier some of it's not so much they're a really diverse band kind of hard to pigeonhole the mars volta but yeah the other guys from at the drive-in started sparta hey and uh the first sparta record kind of has some of the same feel as some at the drive-in and they kind of Make their own sound after the first couple records, but whenever you hear the the guitar player Jim Ward, he does some shouty vocals in Sparta. You can always tell if you're a big At the Drive-In fan, you'll is, nail it.
2: Is he related to M Ward?
3: He's not related <laughs> to M Ward as <laughs> far as it. I know.
2: I was trying,
3: <laughs> but yeah, you'll 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 hear the uh, the shouty vocals. It's definitely reminiscent of of some At the Drive-In, which is one of my favorite bands, and I love the Mars Volta as well. So I'm I'm gonna go back and listen to a little bit more Sparta. Give them another chance because I n- they never really did hit it off with me. But
2: is it because of the time period in which? Yeah, for
3: sure. I was way way more into at the drive-in and like the heavier sound. So and then you know whenever they split and made the Mars Volta, the Mars Volta definitely filled that hole for me. So oh, I didn't yeah. need Sparta.
2: They got I mean Mars Volta got huge. yeah for sure. Jeremy brings the afternoon delights. General Hospital. <laughs> The gold involved was worth so much I just wanted it like Sally and Hutch But there's one thing I must confess
1: Sally was a man who wore a dress Ooh. Luke kept his cool, he ain't no fool He set them both up cold While Sally died, Hutch survived And no one got the gold Ooh. Paging Dr. Noah Drake to ICU To treat a case of heartbreak
2: I now know everything about Luke and Laura. I can never (laughs) imagine. Um, This is the whitest white girl rap I've ever heard in my life in theme and in style. It is insanely amazing. I can't believe it exists. Can't believe I've missed it. It is nuts. And I'm pretty sure everything that was mentioned is actually. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) all real
3: storylines for sure.
2: Yeah. So I'm like. I knew Luke and Laura were a thing, mm-hmm. but now I understand so much more.
3: Yeah, I never watched General Hospital, but uh, it's actually the longest-running soap opera of all time right now. For the longest time, it was Guiding Light, and now uh, General Hospital, still on the air, <laughs> has guiding, beat out Guiding Light.
2: Did Guiding Light go towards the light?
3: I think it did.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was guided.
3: Right. <laughs> so, yeah, this may be one of the greatest novelty songs I've ever heard in my life. Um you know, like I said, this this song, this show has been around forever, so it's it's kind of cool to have a bunch of the storylines kind of thrown into one, and like the vocals, <laughs> uh, the the whole spirit of the song is kind of gossipy, yeah, which I think is perfect for songs about soap operas. Soap, soap operas perfect. are just gossip in in television form, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you're not going for the substance, but you're certainly going for the adventure of what's happening,
3: right? And there's something about hospital dramas that really draws people in like right. Grey's Anatomy, ER, House and then, you know, even like the, on the comedic side you got MASH and Scrubs. Uh, I wonder what it is that that draws people so much to that. Like obviously we love drama anyway, but what is it about hospital shows? Like do we have health anxiety or is it just the number of medical professionals <laughs> in the world like
2: Um no, because medical professionals generally a lot of them just quit watching once. Yeah, night. I would
3: assume that you would.
2: I I I, I, used, be frustrating. To, I used to watch Nurse Jackie on the road. Oh, yeah. And she, she has yet to put her stethoscope earpieces in her ears properly. Yeah. And I'm going, like, every single time, I'm like, no. Yeah, you notice all the no. mistakes
3: and all the little missteps. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've got great memes on that one. That was so funny. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> and, you know, House, like, I, I almost don't want to go back and watch House because I'm like, ooh, that's not right.
3: Yeah, not I would right. if I was in the medical profession, I would also kind of be scared because that's one of my favorite shows and I think it's really brilliant. Love that. Show. I would hate to have that that rug pulled out from under me.
2: Yeah, and I would hate to like sit in there like with the diagnosis the diagnosis stuff, and I was like, well, why would blah 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 blah? I'm like, mm, why'd you skip that? I don't know. Right. But I know that Scrubs is actually the most clinically accurate. Really. Mm-hmm. That from what I hear. It is the most clinically accurate. Dakota says so, and Sydney McElroy says so. Fair enough. <laughs> so, if Sydney
3: McElroy says so. I trust her.
2: Yep. And Asia is rounding us out. She's giving us a little happy ending from the Princess Bride soundtrack. I just want to, like, sit in bed with, like, some sort of, like, salty snack mm-hmm. and maybe a Gatorade. Definitely. Because it's too damn hot outside.
3: Way hot. I think it's 102 degrees right now here in Memphis.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I left the house before dawn, and then I got at, in my car, and I thought I was going to die. And then yeah. I immediately came home and <laughs> I had to shower just because yeah. it took that long for the air conditioner to kick back in. I was like, uh, two minutes? That was too long, air conditioner. I can't do this. Mm-mm. So... That, I mean, that's kind of like makes sense for summers, like for TV theme songs, because we're all watching reruns right now. Right. Um, this movie, I don't think you can really deny how effective this movie is and how well it holds up, even with some like, you know, some change in times and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's so much nostalgia associated with it and also i like that this was our happy ending to our tv shows <laughs> right yeah
3: i suppose it's a pretty fitting uh, ending for our show a happy ending from princess bride mm-hmm. um and yeah if you don't like the princess bride i'm not sure we can be friends Sorry, man. Uh, yeah this is a gorgeous song beautifully orchestrated immensely cathartic uh, it's got this brilliant feeling of resolution uh for the film you know and for the trivia buffs and music nerds i want to point out I had no idea that uh, the music for Princess Bride was written and produced by Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits.
2: If it helps, I didn't know that he um, was part of Dire Straits. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's he's a very underrated musician, uh, especially in our generation. Uh, incredible, incredible guitar player and... Yeah, I had no idea that the music was orchestrated by him, so next time you watch Princess Bride, remember that it's Mark Knopfler writing that music, and then go and listen to The Dire Straits.
2: I need to pay more attention to The Dire Straits.
3: Yeah, Brother in Arms is a beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous song, so uh, start there. It's a slow one, but worth listening to.
2: And we did get some feedback. Oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, we did. So here's the voicemail. Courtesy call before we close out your file. Press 2 to be removed and put on our do not call list. Press 1 to speak with someone about possibly extending or reinstating your car's warranty. Again, press 1 to speak with a warranty specialist. Guys, we need more content. We really
3: need, Definitely so. <laughs>
2: you know, I would really appreciate the the voicemail line getting used by one of y'all. of so, yeah. Somebody trying to sell us stuff, just saying. Be
3: nice. Yeah, just call in and tell (laughs) us that you liked the episode. I've had a bunch of people message me and tell me that they enjoy the show. So instead of messaging me, which I do appreciate, you can continue to do that. But yeah, call us up and just tell us what you liked about it. Tell us if you found a song that really uh, resonates with you or something like that.
2: And NES songs.
3: Yes, definitely email us uh, or call us in and tell us that you want us to do the NES themes. But yeah, email us some examples of NES themes that you love. I could sit and name off a bajillion that I love right now.
2: <laughs> I would do anything from Scott Pilgrim. Um mm-hmm. but you can always email that at Endpod at gmail dot com. That's where you would email it instead of, you know, just calling the voicemail line with your telemarketing.
3: Yeah, and we don't <laughs> we won't wanna buy your, your stomach wraps or yeah. your Herbal supplements. Or your
2: Tupperware. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, the voicemail line is 731 400 B U D S or 731 400
3: 2837.
2: And you can always follow the show at End Pod on Twitter and you.
3: I am at Pow I Gotcha.
2: And I'm at Madam Woolite. And of course, everything is really brought together by our Facebook page. It's the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on facebook that's where all of your like songs get submitted and that's usually where you can find the best of the playlist and that's a lot of where we get our song from yeah i
3: don't trilogy. i don't want to name a bunch of names because i'll surely forget important people there's so many but people. thank you so much to everyone who every week submits some some music for us and even if you skip a week or two you always come back with some hitters i really appreciate our listeners thank you so so much just mm-hmm. keep sending them in
2: you're, you're, you your guys are doing so great i'm i love it um and i i couldn't resist
3: (laughs) yeah we talked about it earlier in the podcast
2: yeah the final song is from gilmore girls it's the original recording of where you lead by carol king and i i know that everyone is going to know the they're they're gonna add in that like little vocal thing that happens in the theme show part Mm -hmm. and um I always bust out singing this song. I never skip the theme music for Gilmore Girls as much as Dakota's Rolling His Eyes. And... Oh,
3: man. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't so, beat Carol King, honestly. No,
2: you really can't. And I love this show so much. And I want all the people, even the dudes, to listen to it or watch it because I know it seems like it's a schmaltzy show and that it's going to be super lame. And it's not. It's amazing. It's
3: brilliantly well written. And so- uh, the only thing to get past is how fast the dialogue happens. It's because they got coffee. Yeah, that's true. I've never thought about that. <laughs>
2: they're caffeinated. Because, yeah,
3: like Family Guy even lampoons how, how quick the dialogue goes back and forth. But, yeah, it's because they own a coffee shop and they're all caffeinated and hopped up.
2: They're all hanging out and drinking all that coffee. So I'm going to leave you with Carol King's Where You Lead. Thank you, Ear Buddies, for Where You Lead Thanks, us. y'all. Thank
1: you. Would go to the ends of the earth, darling. To me, that's what your world.